This is the Women Talking About Learning podcast. My name is Andrew Jacobs. Welcome. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode, the boss one of the Women Talking About Learning podcast. Today, we feature two people I'm delighted to be able to call friends. Our first guest is Helen Blunden. Helen specialises in learning through work, performance consulting, and for people learning beyond traditional uh, tools. She's a former naval officer, and Helen's been her own boss, worked in uniform service, and been a private employee. So, you know, in terms of boss, um, she's got some really interesting ideas, I think, going to come up. You'll find Helen on Twitter, and I'll give you all the details on the show notes at the end. Second guest is Laura Overton. Uh, she's probably best known as the founder of Towards Maturity. Uh, if you don't know, Towards Maturity provided in-depth research and resources for anyone interested in improving the impact of learning technologies in the workplace. So her experience of working with bosses will be different, um, potentially from an external perspective. Laura now works as a partner in Tulsa, and that's with Charles Jennings. Again, you can find Laura on Twitter, and her details will be in the show notes. This episode was recorded in mid-October 2020, uh, and that was before the second lockdown in the UK. I'm delighted to welcome Helen and Laura to Women Talking About Learning. And the format is the same as usual. It's Helen and Laura have the topic, and this one is the, the boss one. So, here's Women Talking About Learning. This is Helen and Laura talking about being and having a boss. So, Helen, it's been so long since we sat down and chatted together at that coffee shop in Melbourne. I know. So good to see you, Laura. How are you? It I'm has good. been ages. Years, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm great. I'm great. I'm, um, I'm uh, very aware of what every, everything's going on around us at the moment. Yeah. But, and um, my kind of heart's breaking a little bit for the disruption that people in our industry are facing. But I feel as though I've had a little bit of space this year to keep learning, keep growing. Yeah, so that's yeah, been yeah. Good. So what about you? That's really good to hear because, yeah, like yourself, I'm just kind of, um, it's a topsy-turvy kind of world that we're living in right now. And when I think about at the start of the year, I had such grand plans of what I was going to do um, and, uh, you know, where I was going to travel and so forth. And that changed quite quickly overnight but luckily luckily I'm healthy my family's healthy we're all healthy uh and uh yeah it's just kind of like it's this year has given me the time to just sit and appreciate what it is that I have and just to be happy and healthy with what I have so yeah, it's what can you do? You can't you can't do anything, can you? Well, <laughs> You've got to just keep on smiling. <laughs> one of the things that we can do is get on to Andrew's topic of the boss one. <laughs> Women talking about learning and the boss one. I'm a bit worried. Is it because he thinks I'm bossy? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't think like um okay, it was really interesting that. Uh, you know, I got onto this one because I don't know. I guess we can speak about any topic, really. I mean, you know, we've 
we've worked long enough in all sorts of different industries. We've got to, I mean, I'm assuming for in your situation, you've also had a whole heap, you know, you've run your own business as well. Yeah. So you have uh, been, you know, in all sorts of different situations as I have. And so I reckon we just would have a wealth of experience and stories mm. that we could share about good and bad bosses and, you know, kind of like the environments that these bosses were in um, and maybe kind of like, you know, I don't know if you have any examples of how this current situation that we're all living in, how like the challenges that some bosses would be having currently with with staff. So yeah. I don't know. Let's just go. Let's just go with the flow. Where okay, would you like quick fire then, Helen, <laughs> quick fire. Best boss, worst boss. No names. Okay. <laughs> no names, no names. Um, my best bosses, believe it or not, have been um, two, three, well, three in my life. Um, all of them males, all of them younger than me, all of them entrepreneurial in some way. They're kind of visionaries um, and who have brought a team together to build up a new business um, and they have been wonderful in the sense that no idea is a strange one. They're open to ideas. And, and usually I come up with some really <laughs> left, left field type of ideas. Um, so, yeah, my best bosses have been uh, younger males. Um, worst bosses, oh, yeah, there's been a couple. Um, yeah. Oh, one female that I just couldn't stand uh, and a male in who was an army guy. And that was just a completely, I was ready to leave the services for that. But uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's about me. What about you? Yeah. Well, um, I think what you're, you're describing there sort of like the best bosses are the ones that allow you to bring your best self to work. Right. Um, and but also having been a boss, I feel as though I've been an okay boss, but I've also been a really bad boss as well, because you want the very best for the people that are working with you. You want to yeah. have the very best ideas and you want to kind of work and gel as a team, but also the pressure's on you to get things done. Um, yeah. You know, I when I was running towards maturity, you know, I started off as my own boss. It was great. I loved it. Um, yeah. And that's maybe that's the topic of conversation uh, in itself, <laughs> how, to be, how to be your own boss. Um, but because you could do whatever you wanted, but as, a, as yeah. the research program grew and had to bring in more people, I found that um, I loved to recruit people who were different from me because wow, I knew fantastic. I couldn't do it all. Um, yeah. And for me, that was a great thing, but you can really kind of connect with new ideas and that entrepreneurial thing, you know, really helps you to do that because it's not that you're a boss, you're all in it together. But sometimes a crunch comes where a decision has to be made yeah. and collaboration and consensus and combined with stress and urgency means that suddenly you turn into this kind of like oh yeah let's all get in together and get the ideas into so a decision has to be made and someone yeah. is not going to be happy in the room and the pressure that that puts you under and, and sometimes when that combines with stress you end up being a worse boss you know you're like you, your worst habits and they all see it and oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> do you actually that's really interesting do you see that when you go through something like that when you have to make a decision 
do you kind of like reflect in that moment and say, you know what you're doing, but it's got to be done and you accept the decision that you make that you may, um, I guess, impact someone's work or whatever it is. I guess you probably see it in the process. You, you, you realise it. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about it right now, but in the moment when a decision needs to be made, is it something that you just think, right, it's got to be done, you know, do it? Or do you sit and reflect, mull over it, you know, um, consider it beforehand? <laughs> um, I'm less of a reflector. I'm more reflective now that I'm older. And when ah. I was running quite big teams when I was younger, it was almost like, well, this is the job. We just yeah. got to get on and do it. And all of the niceties around doing the job. Um, yeah. I wasn't really good with, good with that. And, you know, I got a lot of kickback when I was a younger boss. I was trying yeah. to do the right thing by the teams, by the by the goals that we had as a team. Um, and, you know, I was very goal focused, very mm kind of purpose focused and I think I probably ignored it but because I had so much kickback by people going you know you're terrible you're the worst boss and then I've realized I hadn't realized at the time but I've realized now that actually people don't like women bosses they don't like there's research that was released quite recently wow. I can I can share um something I was reading with Andrew for the show notes um that actually people don't like criticism from women bosses they will take it from wow. guys that they won't take it from from women and I had no idea of this that combined with my naivety and my like hey wow. we're just here to get yeah. the job done you know I wasn't popular so I think when I went into running I was very over cautious so oh, yeah are you okay are you okay I'm reflecting too much and I went too far the other way Oh, it's a, it's what about constant balancing balancing act isn't it oh my god it is. i mean what about you how about how's your experience of have you run teams um before yeah I ha- yeah i have and I, I one of the stories i have many many years ago because i mean my first i guess experience of it when i first joined the navy this was so many years ago it was my first job and I remember going through Navy training and it was leadership exercise. We're out in the middle of nowhere. We had a t- we were hungry. Um, we hadn't eaten for some days. Um, we were, and we were put under certain stresses. And I remember we had to build a raft with some materials and some plastic containers and things like that and get all our kit across, across a, a river. And, uh, they just basically pointed to me and I just said Pothelarchus, which was my name at the time. I made a name, Pothelarchus, you're taking charge of this exercise. Go in there and um, make sure your kit goes to the the other end of the, the river. And so I, what I did was I just jumped in and I basically did the collaborative approach, which was my usual um way of leading it's like what does everyone think who's done it before what are some ideas let's try things out let's just get it happen and so I did that and the raft seemed to work it only got into the middle of the river and then it sunk with all that stuff but anyway but I got the debrief and I'll still remember it to this day where I was told that as a leader I should never have just rolled up my sleeved and uh, sleeves and mucked in that there comes a time that we will have to make a decision and actually stand apart and stay away from the team and direct the team to do to do that and it was up to me to identify those moments where I could um, 
get involved versus those moments where I could stand back and actually view the situation and direct and lead. So I remember that to the day where I couldn't find where that balance was. And at times I do start to think, you know, maybe my approach when I have managed teams and I've managed teams more in the Navy than I have. Um, and I've been in the Navy for over 20 years in the reserves as well. Um, which is a very collaborative approach. Um, but I'm mindful of what you mentioned that you've got to somehow balance sometimes and you need to take the decision. So that's been my experience of, um, I guess, managing teams. Yeah, God, it's, it's hard. It's hard, hard work. And I think it was really interesting when you said about having bad bosses, whatever, wherever they're from, um, sometimes that you can be you can take that with you because I remember um, I was um, in a senior leadership team at one stage in my career and somebody else it was all guys it was only me I was the only girl on, on the senior leadership team and uh, one of the guys said uh, at some point how he had had a terrible woman boss and it yeah. was really interesting because you could kind of see how that still plays out in today. Mm. And like you're, mm. I was sitting there thinking, I'm a different woman potentially to the one that you had as a boss at the yeah. time. But yeah. I wonder how much projection is going on in this space because you never know the history of the people in the teams around you, particularly That's if you're right. sitting on a leadership a leadership yeah. team you know you're you're the boss of your own department but you're also on a leadership team as well and you, you weighing that up I think is is really interesting it's we're very very easy it's very easy for us to put people into boxes yeah and um, we shouldn't I don't think we should I mean I've had some nasty women bosses but when I think about it I'm not tarring all women in that same because I know and I have seen some exceptional women bosses of um, friends and I when I look at these women bosses I just think man I wish I had like there's something about them they can get their team on board they hear people out they have the great balance of empathy um, versus action um, so there's a lot we can learn so I think there's I don't think for, for me I don't think it's a gender thing it's how um, when I look back at all the, the the bad bosses I've had it's they have either discounted or discredited or not acknowledged um, the work that I have brought on or they may have um, harassed me and there have been um, harassment situations so therefore bad boss um, or they've been petty jealousies in the sense that I haven't aligned myself to a particular mentor or a clicky group because I prefer to stay outside of clicky groups um, and so, yeah, and if you don't have someone to to help you or see, you know, watch out for your your back or whatever, but I don't think it's a gender thing. It's a, it's, I think it's a skills thing. Um, and also, yeah, it's a, it's just a skills thing, I think, and the environment that you might be in, because we don't really know what is happening to the boss as well. We don't know their home situation. We don't know what else the pressures that they might be yeah. under by their manage managers yeah. Yeah. um so yeah there's a whole heap of things that we might not know about our bosses but we can't really tar everyone with it's a gender thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. one other thing I, I i so agree with that because if you have if your character is that you don't want to be part of a clique you just want to get on with stuff 
Mm. I was very much like that. And I, I didn't really kind of connect with all of the in stuff that was going on. Um, but I found also that if your character is like that, you then have to be even stronger to, in your own purpose, in, your, in being true to yourself. Yeah. Um, so that you don't um, kind of just submit to something that actually it, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, sort of like saying, actually, I want to be independent. I want to, I, I think naturally I'm I'm a, quite a bridger. I want to make bridges. Yeah. My world of work has always been about how do we make bridges, have from learning into yeah. business and from um, corporate into government strategy or, you know, that bridge building um, uh, thing. And, and you can't sit in a clique if your natural ability or your natural desire is to be um, a bridge builder. And so I think for me as a boss, maintaining my integrity mm. was something that was really important to me um but equally learning when you've overstepped the mark so I've always particularly in the, in probably in the last 20 years I've tried to find ways of saying sorry oh really you know yeah. when I've if I if I have done something that's yeah yeah I can see um, it might have been the right decision but I delivered yeah. it badly or actually it was just the wrong decision yeah. To find a way of saying, listen, guys, you know, I screwed up there. Um, what was the reaction of your team then? Uh, um, personally, I would think that that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what did you come across? Um, typically, when we're gelling together, typically when people have caught on to the, you know, I tend to be quite passionate purpose yeah yeah oh god we're all in it together and I think most people kind of are in with that so I think I was lucky that I had people who were in with the purpose yeah and you know we'd have to sit it down you know it's time for a coffee in inverted you know and and just talk it through um but generally it it helped you know I've had Mm. to work with some people who have bought their own baggage like we all do into work so passive aggression has been something that I've had to deal with and then you can't you can't deal with that in quite the same way and sometimes you have to be harsh but even then I've tried to again build bridges maybe yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> but saying I'm... sorry I think has worked for me more and it's been good for me as well because I yeah. think you know I've done the best I can now you know, yeah. I've acknowledged yeah, yeah where I can improve it shows you're human and I think that's what we want out of our bosses we don't want to be seen as you know someone just to do the job we are doing a job for the benefit for for the benefit of the business or an organization with a specific purpose in mind so then please treat us like a fellow decent human being would you do this normally to someone else no you wouldn't so therefore why are you doing it to your employees so um Yes, it's a good point. Now, biggest lesson you've learned as a boss, right? I'm just, I know for everyone who's listening, there's little sneaky questions that Andrew is saying. (laughs) I don't know whether he's probably going to edit this out, isn't he? But anyway. (laughs) No, he should declare, declare his uh, genuine interest. But, uh, you know, other people would be um, be looking at uh, you know these kind of questions you know the mm. lessons that we've learned yeah um are really clear in hindsight aren't they <laughs> and yeah in the hindsight time. that's right yeah at so, the I mean, time you, there's you, just too much going on <laughs> yeah, you, you gave a really good lesson earlier about you know leadership and collaboration and the balance are there others 
Ah, right. Um, it's just the reason this one came out and it, it just stuck for so many years. Um, and, and it's just been something that I've been mindful about. Um, why haven't I progressed further in the learning and development uh, career, in the corporate career? Um, and that, I think, is because I haven't had the opportunities to manage teams within learning and development. Outside of learning and development, I um, was, like I mentioned, I was in the Navy, I was in the reserves, and I made it up to a command level where I had uh, uh, I had a unit of 63 people um, and a team of seven people who basically managed an entire public relations branch. So I had a very different, and I thought, why would why would it work in the military and not work in corporate? What was I doing that was not relating in the corporate sphere versus the military sphere and I was going well in the military but not as well in the corporate so I've been putting in a lot of reflection about what that could what that could mean and I think it was within a corporate sphere within a corporate environment um, obviously uh, if you want to progress and this is only my experience could be completely different for other people if you want to progress you you need to have alliances with people you need to um, people who are above and you also need to be able to articulate um, uh, and um, you know share a message of what you know your share a message of what your work is about and be strategic um, around it so I don't know for some reason yeah I never really managed a team in learning and development um, but not that I am sad about it in anything if anything it just made me reflect more about what what it was that I wanted out of my work and what I wanted was to have bosses who were open-minded who were doing different things who were taking companies in different um, tangents different ways and I wanted to be part of that team yeah. so I so Laura I actually sought out rather than being teams that were just typical, you know, straight out doing exactly the same things as they've always done. I sought out to be in teams where bosses were doing things differently. Um, and so that was my, the way that I thought, you know, yeah. So I, I've just basically enjoyed working for very entrepreneurial type bosses. I think that is so interesting because the fact that you've got this kind of command even in your name in the in the reserves it was had this command and yet your whole brand is collaboration <laughs> and connection <laughs> makes sense it's, yeah, it's, it's really it's really um powerful because that is the balance and you know another lesson that i learned when i was on again it was another senior leadership team it was um um a board a, a board of a company and and when I left, um, one of the, the, the chairman of the board was really helpful with me because he said, you know, Laura, um, it's, we've really valued your contributions to the board because you're thinking differently. He said, mm. but sometimes you've got to learn when not to keep, put, you know, when do you compromise on all yeah. of the other priorities yeah, in yeah. the room and yeah. working out overall what's best for the company. And, you know, that's, that's powerful stuff as well because sometimes we've got to learn to let go 
as well in order to progress and to be able to you know really work with our connections it's we are going to be working in collaboration yeah yeah work out what's the what are the battles that we're prepared to concede in order to overall kind of win the world but at the same time without compromising because I've I've worked for organizations where they've asked me to come in and as a as a boss, they said, oh, yeah, we want all of these new ideas. And I remember one probably about 15 years ago. We want all these, we want you, we want you. And I said, well, if that's the case, I'm happy to do it. But it will, you know, I yeah. will bring this. And yeah. on the first half day, I knew that that was not the case. And then I, as being a boss of myself, I then had to say, actually, I have to compromise. I went home, talked it through and walked away. And it was the main income. Wow. We yeah. made a decision we wow, wow. walk away at, after half a day. Yeah. Uh, so it just was that they did not want to embrace. And that it's balancing out also your integrity. Yeah. Um, I was lucky I had a supportive family, um, you know, at the time. You know, but, you know, one of the questions that obviously Andrew was bringing together for this was about learning leaders, women mm. learning and learning leaders. And, you know, you've worked with many of them you know, in your, in your yeah. career and supporting them. So what, what advice would you, would you give them? One of the things, yeah, one of the things I'd be really interested in is um, younger women. Uh, we, like, I don't know about you, but me, like, I'm over 50 years old, right? <laughs> I know a woman should never say, I, I, I'm putting it out there. I'm over 50, right? And so I'm... Um, you look so young on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I haven't seen the COVID hair, grey hair thing happening. But you know what? I just, if anything, I'd love for young women to actually have more of a voice and be identified as, um, you know, leadership potential and go up through the ranks because, uh, I don't know, sometimes we don't hear, like, I, it, it seems that within L&D, there, there, people are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, and I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering, are there younger people um, in coming into our field what are they offering how can we help them yeah. um and that not necessarily just women um males and females but you know of all you know races and creeds and everything but uh, yeah that'll be because I, I, it seems to be that there's just a an older set in our in our fields so yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what can yeah. we do to support the young ones to actually have a voice and not feel afraid or fearful of um, mentioning their ideas. <laughs> I, I think that's such a good idea because I'm seeing quite a few things um, going on in the industry is there's a lot of passion and a lot of young voices that are coming through. Right. I think, yeah. Which is brilliant. Brilliant. And the fact that we can use uh, this social environment to be yeah. able to uh, express ourselves. Um, but I think it would be good to, for, for those with, it, uh, with more life experience to team up, you know, through mentoring yeah. programs. It's something that I'm really interested in because, yeah. you know, I, it's not that you say, oh, yeah, I've been there, I've done that. But the life experiences that you can kind of share with each other will actually yeah. make us all better leaders, all better bosses um, in that context. Um, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big person about I get a bit frustrated about not reinventing the wheel and certainly in mm. our field of technology enabled learning 
you know, there are people who are making all the same mistakes as were being made 10 years yeah. ago, yeah. 15 years ago when I started research and 30 years ago when I started working in technology-enabled learning. We're doing the same things. And, you know, I'd love for the young next generation to come and just be able to, yes, learn from their own mistakes, but also learn from the mistakes that the rest of us have made. Exactly. You know, exactly. and go so much further. Uh, um, because I think that's the, the critical thing. We can go so much further if we can yeah. learn from each other's mistakes and celebrate each other's successes. And I think, you know, um, you know, being the boss of ourselves, we should be able to be, do that. Um, Very good. Well. Yeah. Uh, so to wrap it up, I mean, I guess um, uh, we've, we've got some, some minutes out. For me, to, if I was to wrap this up and say, you know, what have I learned? I would just say, I mean, I'm a great reflector. I reflect on a lot of things. Um, and I would say if people want to um, somehow uh, be better leaders, think about the leaders and the managers they've had in their life and think about the qualities that what made them feel good um, and then to observe them, um, you know, do their work and then to actually uh, find, I guess, ways in which they can do something similar. So if they like a boss who is open, who is collaborative, who encourages um, their people to, to learn, um, who's consistent, then to continue doing those and having those attributes themselves and be continually reflective in their own approach of how they're um, managing people. So that's all I would say about that one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're, you're right. And I think for me, uh, it is also about, you know, you can get a lot of information in books, but that whole, mm. you know, it's like, it's perfect. got to do it. <laughs> you know, and actually when you're in the situation, you're not, you are not perfect. The situation is not perfect. You yeah. are human. Um, yeah. And that I think is really important to be kind to yourself, kind to the people who are around you. Um, and also to realise that, different situations need sometimes different styles of leadership yeah. you know when the ship is going down you need the, a little bit to be more command and control and you know when yeah. things are going smoothly it's your opportunity for for that collaboration and knowing the difference and having that confidence to be able to do that and to be able to work with a team that are diverse and complement your skills I think are the really, you know, that's that's the perfect world. But we have to remember we're human. Yeah. And we're not we're yeah. not textbooks. We're not and however many books you read will not make you a great boss because you're bringing your humanity to the role as well. And all we can do is continue to learn and improve. That's wonderful. I think that's just the best place to end the uh the, end it right there, right? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> wonderful wrap up. Kind of <laughs> Thanks, it's been Chloe. so lovely chatting with you anyway. So yeah, let's do it again soon sometime. We should. Yeah, that's right. We'll have that another virtual coffee. Well, you let me know when. <laughs> I will. I will. May even invite Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always up for coffee or tea in, in my case uh, with Laura and Helen. They're just such good fun. Um, to to listen to talk with and and, and be around they're, they're they're great people, and and that came through in what I thought was a, a, a fabulous conversation. You notice that I didn't edit out Helen's comment about the fact that I was in the room, um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, because well, 
I am in the room when the conversations are happening. Um, I have to be there just to make sure that everything works as much as anything else. Um, the other reason uh, I didn't edit out, or another reason I didn't edit out, is that um, Laura and um, Helen didn't ask me to. Um, so I'll only make edits if the speakers want the stuff edited. That way you can be sure that you're going to get the honest, authentic, real voice of the guests. The only other edits we might make might be if we're getting a little bit of pop in the noise or internet noise, you know, there's voices come in and out kind of thing. Um, we want to keep these these podcasts as, as pure as possible. I was really interested in both Laura's and Helen's views about the differences between men and women bosses. Um, and I'd be keen to, to find out what you think. Um, do you agree? Give us your feedback. We, we'd love to know. I mentioned at the start, you can find Helen and Laura both on Twitter. Helen is at Activate Learn and Laura is at Laura Overton. And full details of Helen and Laura and where they can be contacted, etc. will be in the show notes. We're always keen for more guests. We've got a list of 50 odd topics that people want to hear about on women talking about learning and we'd love to give you an opportunity to to record with us if you're interested get in touch with us via the website that's womentalkingaboutlearning.com remember to like and subscribe via your podcast player helps move us up the charts makes it easier for other women to find us and like we said take a look on the website for details of the podcast how to contact us and if you want to chuck a quid in the jar to help keep the streams running thank you once again for listening and we'll see you again soon. You have been listening to the Women Talking About Learning podcast. Women Talking About Learning is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Alexa, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or your favourite podcast app. You can get in touch with Women Talking About Learning via email on Twitter at WTAL underscore podcast or via our website, womentalkingaboutlearning.com. Make sure you tune in next time for more women talking about learning, for more of the signal, none of the noise.